Welcome to the Comic Coffee Metal Podcast, episode 15. Hey everyone, today my guest is Mike Norton. Despite being a Memphis boy at heart, Mike has become a fixture in not only the comics industry, but the Chicago comics community as well. And I don't think you can find a single person who doesn't know Mike in some way, and mostly it's positive. Mike's had a pretty storied career drawing books for Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and including his own creator-owned projects, Battle Pug, Revival, and the currently released Rumble. Mike's also co-hosted a podcast for the past 15-ish years called The Crankcast, which is co-hosted by our former guest, Chris Crank. Mike's also been getting back into playing guitar, and I'm really glad I had the opportunity to sit and chat with him about podcasting, digital art, music, and playing guitar. Apologies for the lesser audio for the first few minutes. I wish I could explain what happened to the better audio for that section, but I have yet to find out. Ah, the joys of podcasting. Anyway, let's get to it. The man, the myth, the pugmaster, Mike Norton. So Mike, I've kind of, uh, I've kind of known you for quite a while, it seems now. It's kind of like doing the math, and I think we first met I think it was the Watchmen movie screening that Challengers hosted. Really? It was like, yeah, it was like at a movie co. Uh, yeah, that was fancy. a long time ago. That, yeah, that was a super, it, it, but it was very much just like, a, oh, hi, hi, you know, and, you know, Patrick's just introduced. I remember everything. that very well because one, uh, I think we all ate before at yeah. the restaurant there, and I always hate that because it makes me real nervous. <laughs> and my wife Julie, we weren't married yet, but we we my wife Julie and I were there, and that was the time that was the movie where we decided we were never going to do a midnight movie again. Because <laughs> like saw Watchmen, which is like three hours long at midnight. Yeah, that was that was a mistake, and. It's certainly not something I'd be doing anytime soon myself. <laughs> and it, it just, just you know, not to start anything. And a couple of the facts, this wasn't a very good movie. Um, it was all right. The problem with it is that it's so slavish. It doesn't yeah. try to do it. It's not like the TV show. It doesn't try to do anything different. And uh, so it just became, you know, I, I, I find uh, Snyder to be sort of like, uh, Tarantino-ish in a way. He tries to uh, he just he tries to emulate everything that he likes rather than come up with something different. I think Tarantino is a little more successful about that, but I'm not. I'm unusual in that I'm not a huge Tarantino fan. So, well, I'm, I wouldn't call myself a huge Tarantino fan, but I think his high points are definitely like leaps and bounds ahead of Snyder's high points. Oh, absolutely, when absolutely. Comes, when it comes to that, when he tries definitely... to do something. I mean, at his very worst, he's copying some obscure thing that you've never seen, so it seems really cool. At his best, he's using it as a springboard. And he, I mean, he's still a very talented writer, even though he writes too many very long dialogue scenes, and he's yeah. very in, into hearing himself talk. But I think he's, yeah, way more talented. Yeah, But so I don't know. I mean, a movie what the fuck do i know oh hey can we can we curse oh swear away my friend swear away. Oh, okay, okay. I, if you catch me uh you know preventing myself from swearing it's just because i'm trying not to swear so much <laughs> in general uh but uh no swear away this isn't uh this isn't tagged me or anything like that so don't worry about that okay so i so i've met you you know a you know, long time ago or whatever 
but I, you know, I'm, I'm sure you probably don't remember because it's probably mostly in my head, but it felt like for like the longest time, like whenever I would try to talk to you, I would just get like really like anxious and nervous and like just kind of clam up. I think you told me that before though, I think. Yeah. 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 And well, because uh, I was kind of thinking about it and I, I'm like, why am I doing this? Because you've been nothing but just nice and, you know, welcoming and things like that. And I think it's because I had at that point listened to so much of the Crankcast. <laughs> Well, that's it, unfortunate that that's the reason why you were well, nervous. Well, I, I, you know, when I had a full-time uh, day job for a long time, I was in a position to where basically I could just have my headphones on for like majority of my day. So once I discovered podcasts between yeah. podcast and Word Balloon and sure around comics and all that, I just kind of like this. There's, there were day, plenty of days where it was just, you know, seven hours of, you know, Crankcast. I understand uh, I can understand feeling like intimidated about people that you look up to, but like listening to people on podcasts, I feel, I don't feel intimidated. It's kind of like the opposite. I want to go hang out with those people. I might be nervous. I am nervous to talk to people at first. Anyway, I think a lot of people actually, Jim Terry, uh, and and Ryan Brown both have similar stories that they told me where they didn't want to talk to me for months because they thought I was I looked mean, like I was going to like I was just going to be mean to them. And I do look scary. I understand that, but um, yeah, that I I. I I, I get intimidated by, I mean, I there are comic book people that I, I still get nervous talking to. I got real nervous talking to Erica Henderson at uh, C2E2 because I was just like, well, she's too cool to talk to me, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, while I definitely am, I can certainly say like the intimidation of like, you're an artist I look up to and respect and all that. I think a lot of it was also kind of, I had through the podcast learned so much about you yeah, that's like the thing of, I don't understand. Kind of like personal thing. And I guess I guess for me, it was just kind of this barrier of like, oh, I don't want to like say something that like presupposes some sort of like friendly relationship because I know like all these details about you and you, sure. you didn't really know anything about me. And I think sure. once I um once I got more comfortable kind of just like dealing with general anxiety and all that, but also, you know, was able to like talk to you more and share more my life and who I am with you and all that, it was much, you know, much easier to just kind of walk up and talk to you and say hello and stuff like that. And yeah, so I'm I'm just kind of wondering if that like has have you like faced a lot of kind of stuff like that with this having so much of your life out there with the crankcast? Because I I know you guys like mm. don't look at how many people listen. No. But there's at least, I want to say there's at least six of us who listen every week. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple. I know there's like a handful, uh, but uh, it doesn't bother me. Um, I haven't had a whole lot of situations where there have been a lot of people that have like been too familiar. Um, so no, it, it bothers Julie. It bothers my wife. She doesn't like it when anybody is like, uh, uh, 
acts like they know them and she's never met her, them. That really bugs her. And, uh, but she understands that it's sort of part of my job. So she doesn't get bent out of shape about it. Um, uh, for instance, I started posting these quotes that she says, and people used to come up to the table and say, I love your quotes. And that really started bugging her. So, uh, and it's not like she's scared or anything. She just doesn't like people who think they're familiar. And I, I, it doesn't bother me so much. I've, I've met people in real life, like who don't listen to the show and who I've never met. And then like upon first meeting you, like are quick to throw out the kind of like, Hey, we've been friends for years. I'm going to jab at you kind of thing where they throw out a, a quick insult or something. I don't like that. I don't care for that. <laughs> that, <Yeah>. usually te- <laughs> that usually tells me that I'm like, okay, uh, you're not a somebody I'm going to, I'm going to dig on, but I don't, I, people being friendly, I don't really, that's a good thing. It's, I feel like it's something I'm not very good at. So good on you, you know, <laughs> good on you for taking that step. You're better than I am. Well, you know, I, you know, it was, it was a long thing. Cause you know, I, I think I was very fortunate in like one of the first creators I ever like got up the nerve to talk to was like Steve Bryant. who's <laughs> like, oh. you know, like the like warmest and nicest Steve person Br- you could possibly Steve meet. Bryant. Steve Bryant's like when you, when some, when, when you get scared of a spider in your house and somebody says, Oh, don't worry. They're more scared of you than you are. of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's describing Steve Bryant. It's like, don't be scared of him. He's terrified of you. Yeah. So, so it, that kind of like wore me up quite a bit to like, okay, I can like kind of just go and talk to people and, and, and things like that. And, I guess yeah, you, that's a good. That, Steve's a good person to meet for the first time. That's yeah. Great. If you're at a show and you're like nervous about talking, just just find wherever Steve Bryant is and just talk to him because he will, <laughs> he'll be so. He's happy the easiest to person to just to to yeah. say hi to and chat with real quick, and then just kind of warm up you. with. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. There's I'm always nervous to talk to people and and especially at comic shows and and i'll always just like somebody will go so, go talk to that person and i'm like nah they don't want to talk to me so i don't i've regretted it a couple of times yeah ditto. like i was in the i was in the back of a cab with will eisner once and i was too afraid to talk mm-hmm. to him and so i never got to do that so uh-huh. that that was that's a a regret of my life oh. but that was neat i can tell people i was in the back of a cab with will eisner yeah that, that that's a good story yeah that's <laughs> not really that great a story. <laughs> <laughs> so on, on top of, you know, having uh, known you this, I guess, uh, probably 10 years now, you know, not that we've were these great friends or buddies or whatever, but, you know, we've known each other and sure. I, I've kind of like seen your, uh, I guess, your switch from moving from traditional art to digital art. And uh, yeah, I guess I, it's been about that long. And I've, I've kind of like, you know, really followed cause I've kind of, uh, really respected how you've like, just went for it, <laughs> you know? And you've, you've said before, you kind of like forced yourself to do like, I got to do this one gig all digital yeah, just so I get yeah. do it and get it, get it over with. But you've really kind of, uh, I remember you drawing the curse and the 24 hour comic book day on that modified mod book. Yeah, before I still any, have that thing. before any type of like you know 
portable drawing solution was really yeah. you know viable or anything like that. Yeah. And you've uh you've primarily used Wacom products, right? Uh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I still do. I I still I mean the iPad is kind of hard to beat, but I still feel more comfortable. Like right now I'm working on my NT. Okay. I feel more comfortable with it. Yeah, cause that that was going to be my next question. Is like, if, is there a certain device you've like felt the most comfortable with? Yeah, I still, I mean, I still can't. A lot. Everybody's moved to the iPad, and I, it still is just something about it is weird to me. I've done l- several things with it. Mm-hmm. Um, is and I do like that I can be on the couch and stuff, but the Cintiq is so big. And I can, you know, I, I maybe I'm just getting old <laughs> and I can see everything, but uh, I, I am so used to it. Uh, but it's, you know, like you mentioned with the first time I worked on it, maybe all I need to do is just sit down for a week and just make myself draw a whole comic with it or something like, you know, other people have. And maybe I'll never look back. I know a lot of people that are, you know, swearing by it that way. So. Well, I'm I'm certainly taking your a cue from you in that because I recently got the iPad Pro. I uh, saw a, about a week a week and a half ago, mm-hmm. and you know I've been doing I've been putting out you know for a, a lower page rate. Like here, I'll do some short stories with you, you know, some independent people. And the caveat is that I'm doing it digitally on my iPad because I want to learn how to do this. And mm-hmm. the other things I'm working on for myself, I'm doing traditionally mm-hmm. still. So I can say like for like the first, I guess, week <laughs> now that I've had it, like I, I really love it. That said, I, I haven't, uh, I haven't had, I haven't really used a, a Wacom tablet in like, or a, a screen, like primarily I had a, a Huion or I have a Huion one, which yeah, is like yeah, yeah. You know, a budget, a, a budget version. And it's perfectly fine. It's certainly suited me. Yeah. I've done work on it. Um, it, it's not as refined <laughs> as right. some of the, the the Cintiq stuff that I've had a chance to try. And I also had a Samsung tablet that had a Wacom digitizer. So uh-huh. the screen was really nice, but the pen was this tiny thin thing and it was an okay. Android tablet. So like two years after I bought it, it was already like out of date and I had to like hack into it just to update it so I could <laughs> use some of the apps. And um, so finally yeah. I'm like, well, you know, I really, you know, I finally have this like, office to work in but now that i'm going here in this office i'm like i kind of miss just like be- being around my family while i'm working at night uh, sure, sure so so after talking to my wife she's like she's like just go for it um so i yeah it's been real fun just kind of like just sitting and while my watch my wife watches like you know whatever trash tv she she's sure. deciding to shut her brain off with i am I totally just hang out. familiar um yeah. but yeah i i Definitely like it. Definitely more for penciling too. I got the little yeah the paper like um uh huh the yeah, the brand paper like screen thing that really that's sort of necessity that's that sort really of necessity. yeah that really sealed it for me where I'm like okay this really feels like it. now I'm just trying to figure out like the workflow and the technical stuff because everyone I am too <laughs> everyone was like oh procreate 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 I'm like okay right. so I go and I buy procreate and I'm like I like this is fine like. Uh, if I was just gonna gonna open up and sketch a commission or something like that, that's fine. Procreate's perfect for that, and I'm sure it's. I know it's got a lot more powerful tools and things like that. But uh, I decided just to go and get the Clip Studio, 
and yep. pay for that again because I'm like, oh, I can just import all my brushes I already bought. That's that you know, you work with what you're more comfortable with. I'm yeah. more comfortable with Clip Studio. I see a lot of people, you know, praising the Procreate thing. And I, you know, I see Clayton Henry. I see him on Instagram and he posts these beautiful things. He does it all in Procreate. Jason Alexander's working mm-hmm. all in Procreate. It looks amazing. And, but uh, I've played with it and I find it to be uh, so easy. It's hard. Like <laughs> the features are hidden in a way. Yeah, you it's, know, it, under it like this fake like UI of easiness, it's 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 more difficult because I can't see everything. I don't know where everything is. And Clip Studio, everything's there. Yeah, it I, looks like Photoshop. So. I was really surprised in how like just similar the interfaces were, with yeah. the exception of a couple icons being looking a little different. Yeah. Um. Like how easy it was for me just like, oh, okay, here, you know, I can just do, you know, make my panels, do this, do that. Well, that's, yeah, you know, that's the reason I started when I, when I, why, when I picked up, it was manga studio then. Um, uh, that's why when I picked it up, I was like, well, I'm never using anything else but this. Cause this, I mean, I immediately know how I've never understood a program that somebody didn't teach to me, yeah. but I was able to learn this in a week by myself. So I, I was just like, why would I try anything? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I had Manga Studio, went back when it was Manga Studio, and then when it automatically upgraded to uh, change to Clip. Yeah. And um, I know a lot of people didn't like the newer interface. That's, um, that's I kind did. of I was hard years. for me to get used to it. I was, I, was, I was so dependent on, like, some of the correction stuff mm-hmm. in the brush engines. Um that I kind of weaned myself off of when uh, it turned into Manga Studio 5. Yeah. And now that it's Clip Studio, I think they brought some of that back, but I don't know. It's, I, I, I like it more than I like Procreate, but I've seen people do amazing things in Procreate. I just drew something with Procreate tonight because I do like that it records your drawing session yeah that's what i hear a lot of people like using it for the time lapse stuff and yeah and the the us the four star guys we've been doing these uh warm-ups yes yes those are awesome these videos and now that we're all homebound we're gonna we're using procreate to make these little mini episodes and uh so i've done a couple of those i I don't they're not out yet i think uh sean still has to edit them but Mm -hmm. yeah it's uh I drew it on a broken iPad. I sat on my <laughs> iPad last night. So oh no! I and I crushed it. It's it's all splintered in glass. Every time I pick it up, I get a a sliver of glass in my finger, and I still drew on it tonight. Anyway, I drew uh, a picture of Kevin Matchstick, one of my favorite oh, characters. Nice. Yeah, I I um, Mage was one of those things that was a blind spot for me for a long while. And I think comicsology had a sale a couple of years ago and I just kind of dove right into that. And I'm like, Oh, great. Great. Yeah, man. Yeah. I have to, I have to get into the newer stuff. I think I didn't, I just read the original eighties stuff. Yeah, that's great. That's great. You know, I was there the first time around when it came out, like I was in junior high school and I had the first t-shirt <laughs> like they, you know, the, the black and white t-shirt that, yeah. They've been putting out consistently since the new series has come out, but they put out one that you had to order out of the back of the comic book. Oh. 
and it and it, on the back it actually had the title on it like the new ones don't have the title on it and i wore it out like <laughs> wore it out to the where that you couldn't see the lightning bolt in nice yeah, yeah that, that no it was, it was a really great series i was glad i was able to to check it out and i'm glad you guys are doing the warm-ups at least remotely because i really enjoyed those when you guys well were doing i mean it was a great uh, uh, uh sean dove and josh emmons are great at coming up with ideas our problem is that usually we're so busy that we're it's hard to uh, stay consistent with doing things. Right? Yeah, I feel like if we had done it and like kept doing it with some kind of consistency, we could have like made it into something. Maybe even, you know, monetize. You know, we've got jobs. Yeah, it's kind of hard. Kind of hard to do. Well, I I noticed a lot of creators are really like in, during this time, like pivoting to like YouTube and Twitch oh, yeah. and things I, like that. And yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And it's also like, I don't have enough time to watch. All no, it, it is. It's like, I, I get these <laughs> notifications like, you know, Robert Wilson started a live video, you know, uh, Daniel Warren Johnson just dropped a new YouTube. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I want to watch these guys work and do their thing, but it's like, I don't have time. <laughs> I know. Same here. It's like, it's, it's, it's a really great time for fans. <laughs> That's for yeah, sure. It really is. It's, um, if you're bored at home, I don't know why you're bored at home because you have a lot to look at. So, yeah, I, 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 and just noticing this, like these people pivoting to like the Patreon and, you know, even, uh, a few bigger creators are going to Patreon now and, uh-huh. uh, you know, I have a Patreon, but mine's more of just something I have to make sure I finish a thing. <laughs> Cause well, whatever, whatever works. Yeah. My, my life is as such that if, uh, left to my own devices, I'll just put everything else in my life before whatever I have to get done. And then things take forever. Yeah. So forcing myself to have a deadline <laughs> is, uh, is mainly what that's about, but it's, yeah, it's just really cool kind of seeing these creators kind of like, not necessarily create like a, it's not a similar thing to like the way, the guys broke off and formed image, but it's kind of like everyone's just kind of like staking their little ground. Like, well, we're going to keep yeah. making things and building up our audiences and doing things like that. I think you guys, yeah. I think once things return to relative normalcy, like I hope you guys can get back to doing the warm ups regularly because that was really fun. And I think if you guys can figure out, you know, a consistency to it, I think it would really become something big because there's a lot of, there's a lot of art channels on YouTube and not to mm -hmm. poo poo on anybody, but a lot of them are like, that's what they do. They, they're comic artists, but they just do YouTube videos. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, I always like seeing videos by comic artists who make comics yeah. as, you know, and you know, those people, you know, whatever they don't, they're making their money. They don't give a shit what I have to say, but it's, yeah. I, I think there's still like a void there of like actual professionals in the business doing their thing and having, you know, this kind of access sort of like what Daniel Warren Johnson is doing, kind of like going through his sketchbooks on YouTube. Like yeah. he's really like taking that audience and just kind of like cultivated it into like this cool little thing here. So yeah, I can definitely see that for four star though, for sure. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I'll see. We're we'll kind of lazy, but, um, and I, I noticed there's a lot of artists, you know, kind of 
clamoring for work. Understandably, a lot of things are, you know, being told like, you know, to stop, cease work, things like that. But you've always seemed to be busy like all the time. Uh, yeah. And, and I mean, I, I know you, you've mentioned in the Crankcast that, you know, you've been doing like, uh, I guess, would would you consider like doing the comic for that toy line, like commercial work or is it? Just all comic yeah, work. Yeah, I mean, it's a comic book. It's a comic book, and I'm doing... It's through Dark Horse. Okay. So, I mean, it's still a comic book. Um, and, you know, I don't... I don't... Uh, I, I, there was a time earlier in my career where I would have been, I guess, snobby about it, where it's like, well, this isn't... Uh, well, say, for instance, like I used to draw Marvel Adventure Spider-Man, but mm-hmm. there are people there are people that would come up to my table and say, well, you didn't really draw Spider-Man. You know, like you didn't draw Amazing Spider-Man. You drew Marvel Adventure Spider-Man. I was like, uh, I, I drew Spider-Man. I have some pages of Spider-Man I drew from Marvel Comics and they paid me. Yeah, that, you that didn't counts. do that. that counts. <laughs> you know, it's like I, 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 I think that at a time that probably would have got under my skin, but like now I'm just like, I don't care. I drew <laughs> Spider Man and somebody gave me money for it. That's and, like and that somebody was Mike's Marvel drinks. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I, I have checks with Spider Man on. It's like <laughs> that's the dream. Why am? Why would I? Why would I uh, think that I'm better than that? That like, this isn't good enough for me. That's crazy. So, uh, yeah, I take what I can get. And, uh, yeah, right now I have a couple of projects. So, uh, uh, I'm lucky in that, you know, I've had some things that haven't been, uh, you know, slowed down. Some things have been, you know, it's everybody's slowed down. I'm, I'm actually kind of worried about where things are going to be in a couple of months as far as that's concerned. But I'm never worried about, me having something to do because from day one it was i'm this where i am right now is where i was gonna be (laughs) you know what i mean yeah uh i would have been i would have been having a day job and being here at my table at night working on you know uh on comics so it's six and a half dozen the other the money's nice Mm-hmm. being able to make a living is nice but it's uh it, it's not the barrier for you to make comics it's not the i mean and a lot of people uh i know i know a lot of people like you know have some good good friends not so good friends who came up with me who that priority sort of changed where it's like now it we we were all like well this is what we were going to do anyway can't do anything else and now they're like, well, this doesn't pay anymore. Guess I gotta figure something else out. And I'm like, okay, well, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna hate on that. All right, there's other people that you know lament that they can't get paid draw comics anymore. I was like, well, that does suck. It really does suck. I would hate that too. I I hate it now, <laughs> but. uh you know, I know my, I know what my situation is and you got to do what you got to do. So, yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's just the way the world works. Um, something I have noticed though, like, again, having followed your career for, for this amount of time, you know, you've always juggled two, three projects. It seems like at a time, 
but now it kind of seems like the majority of your projects are career own things, which I think is amazing. And as you know, I don't want to bring up the depressing thing, but you know, unfortunately, you know, Battle Pug, the monthly series, uh, stopped, and yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to whenever that form it takes next because it's been it's one of my all time favorite comics. Period. Um, oh, that's real nice of you to say. Well, it, it, I don't I don't hear a lot of people say that actually. It it that uh yeah the, the series it actually um it coincided with like a, a kind of crappy period <laughs> I was going through. And just like having that, you know, that every Monday, I believe it was coming. It, oh, it was oh. just, you know, I was at, I was a real bad position at my um, previous job for a while. And that was kind of like a bright spot. <laughs> so oh, I, I had a lot, oh. a lot of like nice attachment to, you know, new oh. battle pugs at least and things like that. I didn't know that. Well, yeah. thanks. Thanks so much, dude. And uh, of course I have a, a demo of a battle pug theme song that I never got to finish. Yes. Yeah. 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 That yeah. I need to finish. Um, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, I'm certainly not going to do one. So you have that all you yourself. Well, I keep trying to wrangle crank into things, but <laughs> well, I'm surprised he hasn't taken you up on it. He loves me. I'm, I'm sure he would. If I, if I actually like said here, here's something, can you add something to this? I'm sure he'd be like, yep, here we go. Like, yeah. But I um, loves doing it. Uh, I've, he's, he's been trying to get me back into it. Well, actually. he, he want, wants me to revisit our, 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 our side project, high pressure gardening. <laughs> we, we, we have a small, we have a, a, I wouldn't call it a band. I'd call it a project <laughs> called high pressure gardening that we started way back in the crank cast. <laughs> uh, well, uh, leading to that, uh, you've recently kind of had a resurgence, the relearning guitar. And kind of uh, delving a bit a bit more into that, um, which you know I'm a huge fan of you doing because you know I, whenever I find someone's like, oh yeah, I, I played, or oh, I don't really play anymore, or whatever, I kind of feel a little sad because I'm like, I know the joy I get out of playing, so I kind yeah. of like you know want that for other people as well, and um, well, I'm well, I lost that joy, which is like why I stopped playing. I mean, I didn't. It wasn't like a I didn't have time, which I kind of didn't, but I mean, I would have found it if I liked playing. Yeah. It's just that I playing music for me actively made me unhappy. And I, I, I've never been able to really figure out why I think it had something to do with being like competitive and not, uh, not being able to express myself the way I can, uh, drawing, even though I know it's all about, you know, spending all those years learning how to draw where I, I didn't do that with guitar. Like I, you know, I spent a couple of years in, instead of a couple of decades. And, uh, so it was, it's more of a, like a patience thing. And that's the thing I'm learning now with the second time around is that it's really teaching me patience, which I'm guessing I really, I, I had a very big, uh, lack of in my life. <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's helping me with that. And, and I, I'm. I found it to be fun again. So, I mean, that's the only reason to do anything, right? Yeah. So, 
Uh, it's, it's coming at a point where, you know, you know, things are, everything's in doubt as far as like, you know, where everything's going for, I mean, and I'm saying everything, I I mean, everything, it's not just my job, it's everything in the world, right? Yeah. I, uh, it's coming at a time where it's like, oh, uh, this is perfect. I have a thing that I don't have to, like, my world is not connected to this in any way. It, it's, it's, I, I've compared it to playing video games, you know, it's like, it's like playing a, it's, it is a lot like playing a video game and that I can, there, you, you figure out how to do something. You can do it. You're happy. You can do it. It makes you happy. And then it gets real hard and you get really angry for a while until you figure out how to get past that, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's what learning how to play guitar is. So, you know, I don't have any games at the moment that I want to play, so I'm just going to play guitar. Yeah, I, I, you know, like you, I, I had a, I had a period where I kind of like hung it up for a while because I, yeah. I had a band that like ended kind of like in the mid late two thousands, and I was just uh-huh. I like he's not happy doing it, and I th- yeah, I, I, I was, I was in a band when I first moved up here. I was, I was playing bass, which for one thing I'd never played bass before, and they are two different things. Mm-hmm. You can play bass if you've played guitar, but it's not the same. And, and I didn't feel confident or have fun doing it. And I just kind of grew to resent one of the guys in the band. <laughs> and we played, we played a lot of places in Chicago. We played at like, uh, uh, the Abbey and, uh, elbow room and, and beat kitchen. We played out, but I, uh, I just did not like it. So I quit. And, uh, uh, I hadn't played since. So like 2000, 2004, I hadn't played. I hadn't, hadn't touched a guitar since. Uh, it's quite a long break. Yeah. I, it's, it's quite a long break. And I kind of had like, I want to say probably five, six years in between really picking mm-hmm. up and playing. And for me that became, it. I, I kind of like jumped back into it when, I kind of discovered home recording and how kind of easy it is sure. now. Yeah. To like really you know, do something all on your own. I think that's kind of what wet my whistle for it too. Not the home recording, but I, uh, you can ask the guys in the studio. I found myself watching guitar videos. Like that's something that didn't exist before. Well, I, the, just the general quality of gear yeah. per dollar. Yeah. And like I, it, the, it's just astounding these days. And I was just like, wow. Yeah. There, there, anything you want to know, you can find out now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> this is stuff that wasn't around when I was a kid. And I was sent there. And I, 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 st- I sort of feel the same way about like, like, you know, every drawing too, you know, if, 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 if the tools that were available to me, uh, then were the same as now, I'd probably would have, I don't know, become a professional much quicker. I don't know. It's uh, it's pretty wild and it's, it's a good time to get into it because it is, I feel like now that I am older, I do have this kind of, I am definitely looking at it from a fresh set of eyes in that I do know that it's going to take time and it's going to take patience to do things the right way. Whereas when I was a kid, 
had no time for that. <laughs> and so I learned everything the worst way. Uh, I wasn't the greatest guitar player, but I was the only guitar player in our band. So <laughs> it was just like, uh, what you got was what you got. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, well, I, we, we had a bass player who was like a virtuoso and he was like, he was, he was like the genius and he, he would always laugh at me about what I was doing, but I didn't care. I was just <laughs> a dumb dirt head with a mullet. <laughs> I wanted to rock. Uh, well, you know, it, I think that, uh, getting back into it, the mindset you have now is, is really good. And I hope it's something that's, you know, bringing you a lot of like just general happiness, <laughs> getting back into it and learning. It songs is, and... it really is. There's, I mean, there's a lot of frustration, but I think, like I said, I, I know that it's going to be there. I don't, and I, I don't have any kind of expectation, you know? So it is a totally different thing than what it used to be. Well, I think being frustrated is perfectly fine as long as, you know, at the end, there's, you know, you, you feel rewarded or have some sort of well, rewarding I, I feeling mean, with an accomplishment of something you've done. I ran into it today. I mean, yesterday I had a crap day. Like I, I couldn't draw anything right. And I was like, well, I'll play guitar for a while. So I sat down with some of my lessons and stuff and I was playing. I was like, I can't get any of this. I was trying to learn a new song. It's like, I can't get this down right. What is wrong with me? I have rhythm. I can figure this out. And then I just couldn't. And today I was like, all right, Mike, calm down. I turned on the metrotone, metronome and I turned it on real low. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to make myself learn this. Just like, just like with clip studio in the beginning, just like everything. It's like, I'm going to make myself learn this. Sat down. I did it. And I, now I can play it. It's just as simple as that. So I had to get over this like temper tantrum going on in my head. And that's what it's all about. I'm learning. It's, it's that you have to, it's like me versus me every day that I get up, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's like, who I got to fight myself today. I'm going to look in the mirror and punch him. Yeah. That's time to get punched, Mike. (laughs) Well, uh, as, uh, we've, uh, been talking about music i think it's a good time to bring up some of the twitter questions that i solicited from uh some of our people and and speaking of crankcast listeners and comic book artist mike schwartz um, okay yeah he he asked uh does art and music occupy and satisfy the same part of your creative brain or is there a difference um i've thought about this and they do they 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 satisfy different parts for me i don't know about you what about you what do you think uh well for me they're so like intertwined these days because i compose music now for everything i do oh so see i haven't i haven't made up music right now everything i'm doing is academic i'm like i haven't even thought about making anything i haven't done i haven't done any improvising i haven't done (laughs) anything I'm just like learning stuff. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Well, for me, it kind of started. That's a totally different brain space that you're talking about. Yeah. Well, it, it, it kind of just happened by accident because I was drawing packs of Low Country and I had this tune in my head and I was trying to find it because I'm like, so I can listen to it and get it out of my head. And I couldn't find it. And I realized, oh, this is something I, I'm writing. So then. <laughs> you, 
you were looking for a song that didn't exist because you were making it up in your yeah. Head. So I'm like, okay. So then I I did one and then another and then another and then another, and then it just kind of became this thing. And then most recently with my project Emissary, the song came first. I had written this song. Really? Yeah, I had written this instrumental song, and um, it's gonna be the last one that I release, uh, of course. But um, I had written this song, and I'm like. I was happy with it. And I was just like, really, uh, and I just didn't know what to do with it. And I was just like listening to a mix one day of it. And then all of a sudden the story started kind of like peeking through and it just kind of snowballed from there. And now, you know, I've got, you know, all told at the end, it's going to be like, I think six or seven songs. Uh, wow. I'm doing once I'm doing one a month. Wow. So, um, there's that. And, uh, you know, I'm also doing like non-comic related music. Yeah, I'm I'm play I've I've been playing bass for twenty years ish. Not consistently. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't consider myself to be a twenty year experienced <laughs> bass player. Um mm-hmm. I can say with you know, but time spent owning a bass, yes, twenty years. Um so that that's that's my primary that was my primary instrument. And as much guitar as I play, I still consider myself a bass player. Oh, okay. Um, so you're like crank. Yeah, I'm not so much like crank in terms of like technique, because okay. my main bass influence was Jason Newstead, and he plays bass a lot like a guitar player. <laughs> um, yeah. Even right. though he does bass thingies, but like, yeah. um, stuff like slap and like tapping and all you know, all these kind of things like that. I love listening to it and I love hearing it. It's just never something I really wanted to do. I didn't ever want to be like that yeah. shredder virtuoso bass guy. I like yeah. just like laying down a groove. And kind, yeah. of, and kind of doing that. Um, there's this really great series that's on YouTube co- from Fuse TV, I think it is, called Metal Head to Head. Okay. Uh, it's a few years old, but it has like just musicians interviewing each other. And this was oh, okay. uh, Doug Pinnock from King, King's X interviewing, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, interviewing uh, Dave Ellison from Megadeth. I'm going to have to look that up. It's a really that's great cool. interview. And uh, Doug just kind of like, Describes himself as a guy who kind of like can like play like three or four notes for like a, just like in this kind of like feel the groove and swing. Meanwhile, Ellison's like you know I you know I have to play you know this you know stuff to follow mm-hmm. uh, Mustaine and Megadeth, and I kind of identify a lot with that. It's a great series though. I really recommend you go check it out. It's a lot of fun seeing. What's it called? I'm writing it down. Metal head to head. Metal head to head. If I can find a link, I'll tweet it at you. Um, well, I'm sure I'll be able to find a link. But yeah, just search that on YouTube. There's a whole bunch of them. There's like, uh, you know, who is it? Um, a lot of guitar players and all that, and um, drummers mm-hmm. and cool. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Just kind of hear guys talking about technique and things they do and and stuff like that. But yeah, that was really cool. But um, you know, I do have other stuff I'm working on, like experimenting with vocals and things like that, kind of having my own EP, but I'm also like kind of reforming an old band <laughs> with one of my buddies. Oh, really? the bass player. And it's more of a hard rock thing. Uh, you know, more Soundgarden influenced than, but so, okay. I didn't mean to No, 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 please do. Cause I, I don't want to keep rambling. Well, no, no. I was just like, to get back to my question, where, how does that, uh, how does that fit 
versus the art? How does it, how, what, what is that tickling that the other? I think for me, music, it's, it's all the same, but I think I get a greater reward feeling out of art when it's something I know works because it feels like, uh, it feels harder (laughs) to do the art than it does the music. Um, not that either are easy, but it feels incredibly more difficult to like nail a drawing than it does to like nail a song. That's interesting because it's the opposite. So, um, and I think it's just because I'm, it's, it's probably a confidence thing because I know yeah, it probably is. I, I mean, it, it probably, I mean, it takes a, a while to get to the point where things don't bother you on a like life damaging scale yeah. from day to day. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, with, with art, if I can look at a page or a, a commission or whatever and be like 80% happy with it, I consider that a win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's true. That's true. But you know, with music, also I think with music, it's less. Uh, I don't know what's the right way, but it's less committal. Yes, that's what it is for me. Because with music, I can you know if I'm playing a solo and it's like it sounds a little weird and dissonant, but I wanted it to sound weird and dissonant. It sounds you know I, it comes across as more intentional than oh, I was trying something different with this piece of art, and instead of it just looking weird yes. and wrong, sure. you know, it, yes. as opposed to like, no, I was trying something different there, it just didn't land. Like, it, I think yeah. those things, you know, uh, there, there's a bit of a, yeah. a, a gap <laughs> in between there. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like, yeah, art for me, I think, is more of a definite form of expression where music right now is more of a fun technical exercise yeah. at the point at this point well so mike should basically ask me this question in like five years yeah. and see what happens <laughs> he thought he had a secondary question was like what do you gain by doing each uh, i would assume money and patience <laughs> yeah yeah basically yeah you answered it for me so there you go um yeah. and then uh following up with some more music uh from the uh previous guest uh benjamin dewey oh god uh, he wants to know, will you be in a band with him? No. Okay. <laughs> no. No one I've needs that pressure, Ben. Play. No one needs I've that pressure. I've seen him play. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen him play. There's no way in hell. It's like when Daniel Johnson came over to the studio and I had a guitar there and he goes, oh, a guitar. And I, he picked it up and just started wailing on it. And I was like, oh my God, I've never seen anybody do that in person. <laughs> And I was like, you need to stop that now. It, it's, and he was so, he was so happy to do it. I like, like the joy coming off of his face. I was like, that is not what I feel when I pick up that guitar. <laughs> and, and, uh, this was years ago. And, uh, so yeah, I was like, there's no way in hell I'd stand on stage <laughs> with that person at this point. Again, ask me in five years, <laughs> see where I'm at. Then. <laughs> uh, Ben also had a few more questions. Uh, we had, uh, how did you become Lord of the Pugs? Uh, I bought one. I mean, I was just, I mean, there's tons of enthusiastic pug people. I'll, I'll point you in their direction. Milwaukee Pug Fest is uh, <laughs> proof of that. It's been canceled. It's been canceled. Oh, this year. That sucks. Usually on my birthday. 
they uh um i i just decided you know nobody else is like making it their thing i didn't have a thing that's actually why battle pug was born is because i didn't have a thing i've actually had people in my town like point when i wear my battle pug shirt like oh i've met that guy and they went to like pug fest like oh (laughs) because you know we're not yeah it's 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 i i needed to have a thing and that's the thing before i was kind of not happy that i decided to make it my thing but i'm like i'm fine with it there could be worse things to have as your thing did i say thing enough uh maybe (laughs) maybe one or two more times um okay thing 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 ring do your thing um he wants to know your thoughts on chris somni i love chris somni i've known chris somni since he's made comics he's uh i wish i talked to him more i think he's one of the sweetest most genuine probably if not the most talented one of the most talented comic artists i've I've had the pleasure of knowing or, and watching him reach that level. Cause I've saw him when he, like he used to draw a lot like Brian hurt. He mm-hmm. used to just do this kind of like it hit his artwork almost looked like if somebody took a very high intensity flash bulb yeah. photo of a Brian, Brian hurt. What, drawing. what is that? Um, Chiaroscuro they call it. Yeah, Kiroskuro. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember I remember it, one C2E2 you uh you showing off, he drew the answer. Yeah, he he's a I have you were several very excited I have, about it. I have several Chris Somni pieces. I have an answer, I have a gravity that he did for me a long time ago. Um and I have uh obviously I have a battle pug coat. He, he's just just amazingly sweet, nice and he couldn't be more talented it's kind of amazing that i mean i didn't expect it when i saw him originally when i first saw him he i remember like editors were having trouble getting colorists to work on him because he left so much up to like the light Mm -hmm. you know and stuff and and he he's just he's such a He's such an amazing artist. I love Chris. Yeah, it's, it's, it was really cool just to see like how he just like broke everything down to as yeah. ab- almost abstract as you could go, and just kind of like brought it all back. And now he's just like a modern master. You know, yeah, he totally on is. Par with like Stuart Immonen, and there have been artists that I have known since I started, where I've met them and seen them and gone. That person is going to be better than all of us. <laughs> uh, Somni isn't one of those guys. I saw Somni and I was like, well, he draws a lot like Brian. That, that's pretty cool. And then he just continued to just break like level. You know, he's just like, I'm not happy just doing this. And uh, yeah, it's amazing. I love seeing this stuff. You know, my, my, my good friend, Jason's one of these guys where, I mean, when I first met him, I wish I had pages that I could put online and embarrass him with, but he <laughs> used to do these like really hack hacky ripoffs of Todd McFarlane. And now he's just this amazing expressionistic kind of illustrator that, you know, people are like, you'd put him on the same level as Bill Sienkiewicz almost, you know? And, uh, 
yeah, it's amazing seeing these people turn into these, you know, just, it's the kind of artists that we all want to be when we're kids, because these are people that go, these are the kind of artists that people are going to remember, yeah. you know? Um, he wants, he's, he has two more questions. Ben was very excited to send some questions, I guess. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Cause I'm a huge fan of Ben. Uh, uh, opinion about Schweitzer, uh, Schweitzer at Schweitzer comics. I think that's, uh, Chris Schweitzer. Oh, Chris Schweitzer. Yeah. Oh, I love Chris too. I love Chris a lot. He is so unique and so prolific and amazing. Nobody does what Chris does. And that's amazing. I love and he, 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 I, I, I would love to get some kind of, you know, uh, battle pug thing. I've asked him before, but he's, you know, he's been busy doing things, you know, mm-hmm. so, but he's, he's amazing. I think he's great. And, uh, Ben's last question is friendship with Chris Evans. Chris Evans. I don't, I don't know. What he's <laughs> I was assuming it was some kind Chris of Evans. joke between you guys, but, uh. I guess he wants to know if you uh, want to have a friendship with Chris Evans. He seems like a very nice guy from all accounts. Um, I, I would say, unless this is a different Chris Evans that he's talking. Uh, about. If, if he's talking about the actor, yes, I like to be his friend because his dog seems pretty cool. I like to meet that dog. Um, well, I haven't, I haven't seen his dog, uh, but I'm sure I would love to see his dog. <laughs> I'm pretty much any dog is a friend for me. Um, that's the, been the hardest part of this quarantine really is when I go on walks mm-hmm. and I can't go and pet the dogs oh, that I see. Yeah, uh, <laughs> my, my wife and I, we took the kids out for a walk today and, uh, down one of the blocks we were walking, uh, this family had two little puppies and yeah. we're just like, Oh, we want to go see. It's hi. the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. Uh, I could care less about the people. Yeah. It's the dogs that I don't get. I. Uh, and uh more questions from twitter uh we have joel mulvey is there any oh he's a good artist too. yeah joe's a great guy uh uh i had him on the show uh a few episodes back and i got a chance to well i've known joe for a while he's 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 an awesome artist and uh really really funny yeah guy. he's real good um he's like is there any book or character you haven't tackled that you still want to work on Oh yeah. Tons of them. I, but I, I, whenever anybody asks me, I can't really think of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, every, every character seems interesting to me when offered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I keep saying like iron fist. I'd still like to draw. Oh, iron you know fist. what? That would know. be awesome. I, I would love to see like an, are you think, I don't know. Would you want to do like a old school, like just Kung Fu iron fist or like a power man iron fist? I'd like to, yeah, I'd love to do Power Man Iron Fist. I, I, I like, I tend to like the old costume, but I do like the new one with the track suit mm-hmm. sort of thing. I do like that. Um, yeah, I would love to do anything with those guys. Uh, I'd like to do more Star Wars. Uh, well, if there's going to be any, the you know, the child comics, you know, and they don't tap you. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they don't yeah. tap you. Well, I, you, you know, know. they never, <laughs> I'm never anybody's first thought when it comes to doing that kind of stuff. Like I thought I would be, I thought somebody would be calling me when they were going to do this, those, uh, lockjaw comics. Yeah. I never got a, I never got a phone call. Um, uh, creeper I've never mm-hmm. done. 
I really want to do, I'm a big fan of Ditko characters. So anything that he's had a hand in creating. So Ditko question, uh, any of those characters, I'll even do, uh, what's his face? Judo master. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's hard to say there's tons of them. Um, well, let's just say Pace Pot Pete, and then. <laughs> yep, Pace Pot Pete. Pace Pot Pete was actually in one of the first comics that I remember really loving. It was like a Fantastic Four comic where he was breaking into the Baxter Building, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the Frightful Four were taking over the Baxter Building. The Trapster. Uh, I was like, wait a minute, is he the Trapster or Pace Pot Pete? He can't have two names. <laughs> That's what I remember thinking when I was a little kid. Uh, well, springboarding off of that question, uh, Dave Stokes. Uh, I don't like him. No, you're probably not going to like him after this question either. Um, he wants to know if you had to choose between drawing a three-issue arc of Alpha Flight or a six-issue arc of Blue Beetle, what would you pick? Blue Beetle. There's, I don't want to draw a team comic. There's too many people. I'm assuming that's why he said three issues <laughs> instead of six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. That would be, uh, I'd still do uh, more with Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. I just like Blue Beetle more. I, I, it, I like Blue Beetle more than I like drawing teams of people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I would love to, yeah, Alpha Flight's one of those themes, one of those books I'd like to do. I loved Alpha Flight. I still make that joke that, uh, all my comics I, I draw are all traced from old issues of Alpha. <laughs> Speaking of which, speaking of Blue Beetle and Alpha Flight, I have a real funny story about uh John Byrne commission I have. Uh was it the Blue the Blue Beetle one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know the story behind it? Uh I don't know if I ever heard the full story behind it. I just remember Okay. Was, I think it was it took a while to get, right? Well, it took a while to get, but that's not unusual for commissions, okay. especially from John Byrne. But here's the thing. I'll tell this story and I've never, I've never told it publicly because I'm a, I, I don't want it to look bad on John Burns part. But, uh, what it was is, uh, he, I got a commission from John Byrne and he, and he always, you know, he said, he, you don't talk to John Byrne. You talk to his representative mm-hmm. and he requests what character you want. And I said, I want John, I want blue beetle jumping out of the bug. That's not very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got it back. It's amazing. But I want you, are you in front of a computer right now? Yeah. I want you to look up, uh, let me see. I want you to look up, uh, this is probably terrible radio, <laughs> but uh, I want you to look up uh, John Byrne Blue Beetle. Uh, let me see if it comes up. It, yeah, it's the first image that comes up. Yeah, okay, I see it. That's the that's the commission that he did for me. Yes, I remember that. Okay, now I want you to look up Mike Norton Blue Beetle and see the first image that comes up. I have a feeling I know what's going to happen. <laughs> It's a drawing that I did years and years and years ago, years before I got this commission. (laughs) 
so what I think happened is that somebody like went online to get some reference for Blue Beetle <laughs> and uh, ended up drawing a very similar drawing. Or maybe he's so, like, who's this Mike Norton guy? And then he typed it up <laughs> and he's like, what? I'm going to show him how it's done. <laughs> but, but that's the amazing thing. That's why this is such a cool story is because I essentially have my commission is John Byrne telling me how to draw Blue Beetle. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Uh, it's not, this isn't bad radio. It's interactive. People could have uh, search along with <laughs> it is us. Interactive, so people, so people can search along with us. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, I'm so glad that it's the first thing that comes up. <laughs> Cause that would have been it's kind really of hilarious. Annoying. They're both the first thing that comes up too. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 kind of because he's done John Bur- he, John Burns done Blue Beetle, and I I used to work on the book, so there's a kind of probably a lot of things that come up. Um, more questions. You had a lot of questions today from Twitter. Uh, wow. Another former guest and friend, Dave Jordan, asks you, um, Rocky one two three four five or Balboa, which one's the best? Um, Balboa is really good. Uh, I will always go with three because it has Mr. T in it, and I watched it the most when I was a kid. And then sub-question, is Creed the second best Rocky movie? I haven't seen Creed or Creed 2. Oh, you have not? I have not. I, I, it's, a, it's a shameful thing on my I part. I highly recommend that. And in that vein... I know, I know. I figure they're great. And in that vein, I've... Whenever there's, you know, favorite movie Twitter things going around, I always bring up this movie, but I can't recommend it enough. In the vein of Rocky, I recommend Warrior. I've seen okay. Warrior. Warrior's great. Okay. Yeah, Warrior's great. Um, so there we go, Dave. Hope you're happy with those answers. Um, John Westhoff asks, is there any movie so bad that you won't even talk about it on Facebook? Uh Probably not. In fact, I watched a movie tonight called One-Eyed Monster, mm. which is about John, Ron Jeremy being a possessed by aliens and his penis attacking and killing a cabin full of porn uh, makers over a weekend, and uh, they have to try and kill his penis. Well, there you go, John. Thanks for, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for asking that question. Uh, drummers, what do you expect? All right. Um, <laughs> Uh, Gavin Goodry or Gidry, I'm sorry. Uh, Gidry. Yeah, I corrected myself because he put his name phonetically, <laughs> so I've been mispronouncing it in my brain for like over a year now. Uh, he wants to know how yeah. much do you miss him? I don't miss him because I can still hear his loud ass voice <laughs> all the way in Louisiana. Uh, and then finally, um, saving the best for last, uh, Mr. Sean Kelly McKeever asks, "What is love?" Or alternatively, "What time is love?" Uh, love was at 6.45 p.m. He missed it. He missed love time. <laughs> so he has to wait till tomorrow's lo- allotted love time. Uh, well, and that, that concludes questions from Twitter, which were a lot. Thank you, everybody who sent something in. Uh, so as we, uh, I've taken up a lot of your time, so I would just like to wrap up with asking the, the three important questions for the podcast. Comics, coffee, metal. What's doing it for you lately? Oh, geez. Uh, comics. I, uh, 
I know there's an answer. I'm really into the last comic that I really think it 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 just ended, didn't it? Paper Girls. Yeah, yeah, it just ended. I remember I have the uh, first two trades, and I haven't. I need to catch up. up to it. It's just you know, it's Cliff yeah. Chang and Brian K. Vaughn. It's like yeah, I know it's going to be amazing. I don't you know. There, yeah, there are a couple of writers that have never written anything that I don't like, and Brian, one of them. Uh, so, uh, Paper Girls has kind of blown me away, and now I'm kind of glad that it's over so that I can just catch up all, all mm-hmm. up on it. That's kind of like the thing that's really uh, gotten my thing going. Uh, I, you know, I just, I've been reading, um, I just read this uh, this uh, uh, graphic novel that my studio mate Jim Terry wrote and drew, and it's kind of amazing too. But that won't be out for a long time. It's called Come Home Indio. It's kind of an autobiography. Yeah, I've seen him posting about that. It looks really interesting. Um, but the that's kind of cool. Um, what else? It's hard to say because I keep seeing friends of mine put up stuff and I don't know what it's from, but the artwork looks amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that, I mean, let's just say Paper Girls. Uh, What's the other thing? Uh, Coffee. Coffee. Yeah, what kind of coffee are you digging these days? I drink, I have a Nespresso, instant Nespresso thing because I saw Eric Powell and his girlfriend had one when I stayed with them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's amazing. Plus, you can recycle the pods okay. that come in it. So I was like, that's awesome. So, that's... so it's an espresso. It's actually an espresso machine. Okay. So I, I'm bas- I guess so coffee, I'm into espresso. Okay. Nespresso, espresso. I, I guess that's why we haven't gotten any uh, Keurig updates <laughs> from your... Uh, yeah, my evil Keurig. <laughs> yeah. My evil Keurig hasn't been talking. I even didn't even say anything when I was watching all those HP Lovecraft. Oh. Uh yeah, it's kind of hard to make jokes. I, people people really don't. Uh, it's kind of an obscure <laughs> premise that your coffee maker is possessed by an elder demon. So <laughs> I don't think people are really into yeah. it. Uh, the last um, question is metal. I know you're not a huge metal guy, um, but I'm not. Well, I'm not a metal guy the way people I think actually define metal. Like when I think of metal i'm still in jackson tennessee in 1989 <laughs> you know well, I, I talk where... a, i talk a lot about on the show how metal is kind of like such a wide such a huge genre it's yes. almost like an entire ecosystem say... in itself because you have all these subgenres. so yes metal wise a band that's not new but i'm new to is Ghost. Okay. And I really got into them mostly because I'm into the... For one thing, the songs are amazing. The songs are very musical and melodic, and they're, they're, they're basically pop songs. Yeah. And I just... I really think the shtick is hilarious. <laughs> I think it's... I think it's amazing. It's so funny, but at the same time, it's like... 
I don't, I don't think I would feel comfortable wearing a ghost t-shirt because I still think there are people that would think I'm some kind of weirdo, (laughs) you know, it's like, I, I really like this band, but I don't feel like I can wear a t-shirt because I don't think I'm, I'm not that cool, I guess, you know? (laughs) Well, there's definitely people in the metal community who think ghost is not metal, even though, yes, I, I, even though, well, like I said, I'm still, there's a, well, that, that it, it does harken back to that. 89 sort of metal that I'm in. Yeah, and most of these guys are the guys who are like, you know, oh, it's all, you know, deicide or cattle decapitation and F everything else. And Yeah, um, I it's hard for me to get into it because most of that stuff's all about uh, super technical rhythms and techniques, which for me, it's kind of almost a chore to listen to. No, totally. Totally. I'm it's kind of hard to figure out. And if it doesn't have like a a groove, like if I can't like if it's not like have some sort of funkiness to it, I'm not really gonna vibe with mm-hmm. it. And I just I don't like the yelling vocals. <laughs> I just don't like that. So I'm not, I'm never gonna get you into Gajira, am I? <laughs> I tried Gojira. I know. I, you know, I, heard I tried, you, I you tried know, it. And... I want, I tried, you know why I tried Gojira is because I saw the guitar yeah. that the guy was, was like, and I was like, well, this guy must know what he's talking about. And then I listened to it and I was like, well, he certainly knows how to play guitar. I just, it's just, I wish it was a song that I liked. Mm-hmm. Well, do you, do you recall which album you checked out or? Uh, I don't know. Does, does, does iTunes I keep track of it? Um, at, only if you add it to your library, I think. Um, no, I didn't. If, do if, that. It's, if it doesn't I seem probably, familiar, I would suggest their most recent album from 2016, Magma. That's like the most Mag- accessible album. There's songs like that, um, yeah. Silvera, Stranded. Those have the most, I guess, diversity with the vocals. Since you're not a future, would you say that they're? Would you say they're a favorite of yours? Uh, yeah, they kind of like really leapfrog into like one of my top three bands of all time over the past few years. Oh wow! Yeah, it, it was, oh, wow. Well, I've I've heard of them for years and years, and I never really got into the guttural growly vocals until recent years. Like the hardest, I would I, I would have a few bands I would listen to, but I would really like, you know, it'd be sparingly and. uh for some reason, this when this album came out, it just really latched on to me. Then everything else behind it just kind of made more sense to me. Yeah, and I just kind of like just and also um, I ended up watching. They posted a live concert from uh, this <laughs> overseas festival called Bloodstock. Um, <laughs> and uh, where what was it in one of the Nordic? Countries? I, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think of course it, was, it would. I think it might have been no, not not Poland. That was a different one. But it's a, it's, it's such a like, great performance because it's just these four guys on stage. Yeah, there's some pyro, but it's just four guys just you know kicking ass on this stage, and yeah. it's just it's just yeah. really connected with me. And uh, you know, their drummer is amazing. He is. Yeah, I'll I'll give him a second listen. Um, I. I mean, they might not be. Like yeah, said, they if, might not be your thing because there's definitely a lot of the growly vocals in there. But I think if there's, yeah, I mean, if there's not something I mm-hmm. can, I can latch onto. I mean, it's really kind of hard to connect with a song, and and the and a lot of the times, a lot of the time, like vocals is the thing that brings you yeah. in. So yeah. I mean, 
I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Nope. I'll try it again. But, um, I'll try it tomorrow. But yeah, there's 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 tons of like just you know like I listen to all kinds of metal. It's it's just kind of kind of awesome. Like just you can listen to stuff like Gojira, or there's stuff like this band uh, Amaranth, which is almost Amaranth. I've heard of them. They're you know almost dancey. I I know of all these names from Tim's uh, Steve Seely's t-shirts. <laughs> they're they're like this uh, almost electro groove uh metal kind of almost dancey but they also have they okay. have female vocals male vocals and then okay. uh, and then okay. scream vocals but it's more per- all right but i'm more, already like but it's it. more percussive it, they're they're really good their recent album helix is really good um helix. yeah they've and they've had different male vocals throughout the years but they're you know they're, they're all interchangeable really um okay and then uh you know i i like ghost you know, I I definitely think they're metal. I think like Cerise, the riff from that is like one of the heaviest riffs. Oh my god, that song is so so good, and that video is so good. And then uh, the other song from that, uh, I think it's from that album, the from the Pendulum to the Pit. That's like another awesome uh-huh. song. Um, some other songs from here are like, yeah, okay, I get it, you're evil. Like, um, yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. That's that's the thing that like. That's the that's the barrier to entry with them. Yeah. Actually, for me, is like, I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna pretend that I worship the devil yeah. <laughs> because you guys don't either. I mean, it's kind of silly. But here's the thing: if I go down south and go to you know Thanksgiving with my ghost shirt on, everybody's <laughs> gonna be like, "Well, that dude, he worships the devil." Yeah. And it's like that's a stupid thing to think about in 2020. I mean, 2020. You yeah. know. So I mean, uh, so uh, but. Uh, it it is one of those things where it's just like, okay, guys, this is it's silly, but that's the point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, yeah, so yeah, this metal is just so. That's the problem. What that's the problem with metal is that so many people take it so seriously, right? And maybe that's why everybody's giving them crap. I'm I'm part of a, a few metal groups on Facebook, and thankfully, like so many people are like, well, you know Anthony Johnson well, um. Oh, absolutely. I'm a huge yeah. fan of his podcast, Thrash It Out. Uh-huh. Um, so much so that I was, <laughs> when he was soliciting people, I actually played guitar on the intro song for the, uh, for the podcast that he was putting together. Because oh, he cool. wrote a song for I it, and then that. he like solicited fans like, hey, you guys want to play the parts to it? So you know, we're yeah. working on that. Um, but the Facebook group there is really like awesome. Him and Brian uh-huh. Latendry is his... Uh, podcast partner they brian 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 is a very open-minded guy too though. yeah so, well no that's the thing that and anthony yeah anthony's always been kind of on the edge of and i think they they've just cultivated to community where people can post about you know they can post like a new be people be excited about a new like hair metal type thing and people are like yeah cool yeah. other people are like Oh, check out this, you know, deathcore, whatever core <laughs> thing. Yeah. And people are like, oh, cool. You know, so um Yeah, that doesn't always happen. If if you if you def- if you define the metal community by the comment sections from Blabbermouth or Metal Injection or whatever, uh their posts from those websites, then yeah, it's it's terrible, <laughs> terrible hellscape. Oh yeah. But, Imagine that. Fans yeah. that hate things. <laughs> I can't But then know. again, I guess I guess I'm kind of immune to it because I'm just used to comic fans. <laughs> like yeah. Well it's everybody. Because you know, 
fan is short for fanatic. It's and this and also just like general YouTube comments because if you um, there's this really amazing YouTube guitarist called uh, Sarah Longfield, and okay. um, if you she did uh, have you heard of the YouTube guitar guy uh, Jared Dines? I have, but I don't know much about he, him. He comes up he, if like, you see him, you're like, oh, this guy's like a complete douche. But he actually comes across like as a generally like you know decent guy. He does a lot of charity stuff and things like that. Sarah who? Um, Sarah Longfield. He does this, but he does this series called Shred Wars, where he basically, you know, okay. you shred back and forth or whatever. And she did, a, uh, okay. and she just like kind of like nailed it or whatever. But all the com- like uh-huh. for the longest time, the majority of the comments were all the guys like, whatever, her tone was crap. <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah you can't course. do like a of third course. of what she yeah. was doing, but like you had to like nag on her for some reason. Of like, course, mm. of course. So, sure. you know, just like comics, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, yeah. Somebody takes the fun out of everything. But, um, yeah, yeah I'm all, you know, that that's the thing about metal. And of course with, with comics, like we both know, uh, quite a few people who listen to metal and comics and they're always posting about new bands and, mm-hmm. um, Brian Chirilla is always sending me new stuff and. Oh yeah. Chirilla. Uh, I mean, he, he lives it. <laughs> As soon as the kid goes to sleep, as soon as the kids go to sleep, well, uh, you know yeah. this. You have the, as soon as the kids go to sleep, he lives it. I, I think. I think as the kids are getting older, I'm surprised you haven't now. had him on the. What's oh, that? Oh, um, no, he's got the open invite. We're just. Uh, I'm just waiting for him to say, "Let's go." Um, he's one of the first people I contacted because I'm like, you're like yeah. one of the most like hardcore metal dudes. <laughs> I know, yeah. you know. And you sh- he's probably like, oh, you don't want me on. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I love, Your... I love Brian. Brian's great, but I love Brian. I think he's he is one of the most amazing creative people. We were gonna make a comic together, but I wasn't that great a writer, and I don't think I was writing w- the right mm-hmm. stuff for him. And uh, he, he, yeah, he has these amazing ideas that. Uh, yeah, he's, he is, uh, underrated. Yeah, vastly, vastly. And I'm, he's been texting me a lot because he just got, uh, the iPad as well. And he's getting back into recording music oh. himself and he's asking me all these Uh-oh. questions. So, Uh-oh. and I'm trying to like, you know, I sense a super group. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did have this one dream of this, like putting together like an EP of just having different comic people just contribute parts. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah. I think uh, that'd be kind of cool. I'm like, cool. you know, it'd be cool to do this because there's plenty of singers. We can get, you know, Patrick Brower. We can get Anthony sure. Johnston. We can get uh, a yeah. few other people. And I will play the triangle. <laughs> Give me a moment where I play. Or what's the thing with the that looks like a fish that you break the thing across? <laughs> oh, uh, I have no idea. Marimba? No. I want to do that. I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that. All yeah, right. that, I said this, the pipe dream of doing something like that and like, oh, let's just do it for the Hero Initiative or something and just have it like be this fun yeah. thing. But that requires time. And really, <laughs> who has that these days? Well, uh, well, a lot more people do right now. Now's the time to strike. Well, uh, I'll, I'll clarify. I don't have that these days. <laughs> <laughs> you and, don't have that. Uh, and, and any other creators with uh, children or... Um, yeah. Yeah. Any other uh, any other demands on their time, really? But uh, yeah. So, but 
yeah, if you if you like something that's like you would consider like 1989 metal, that's still metal. I think so, but like uh, I I have a very relaxed sense of of cool now. Like if somebody looks down on stuff, I was actually talking to Crank about this very thing today. If somebody looks down on something, I really don't have much time. For it. I was actually listening and when to that I episode do it, earlier. <laughs> yeah, I I I will fake look down on stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I will make fun of people for their taste and stuff, but I never for a second actually believe it when I say that yeah. stuff. Cause it's like, man, whatever you like, it's obviously working. So why do, why do, why, who the fuck am I to like, like, uh, tell somebody that what they're doing is wrong. Yeah. Completely. Okay. Well, um, I think I've taken up enough of your time. I really appreciate I gotta go to bed. Yes, you do. Man. You're up way past your bedtime, Mr. Norton. And you need to get to bed to wake to up and sleep. make those comics. So I usually watch my TikToks before <laughs> I go to bed. <laughs> oh. Okay then. Well, uh that said, thank you very much for coming on. Sure, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks again for listening to the Comics Coffee Metal Podcast. This episode was brought to you with the help of my patrons. Mark Warner, and John Dudley. If you would like to support the show and get early access to episodes, thank you mentions in the credits, exclusive artwork and comics, music downloads, and videos, please consider going to www.patreon.com slash Art and becoming a patron. Thanks again for listening, and have a great day.